The Numinous Podcast with Carmen Spaniola. Hi there, and welcome to the Numinous Podcast, where we have interesting conversations with everyday folks about the mystery of life. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola, joining you from the lands of the Lekwungen speaking peoples, the Songhees and the Esquimalt First Nations, recently known as Victoria, BC, Canada. So, my friends, Mercury Retrograde ate my homework. I had this podcast episode recorded last week and published it, only to discover, after almost 400 downloads, and only due to the kind intervention of a loyal listener, thank you, Andrea, that the episode was cut off after about 15 minutes. Not only could I not find the cause of this problem, uh, just the way the timing worked, there was no backup, and I'm doing this all over again. But you know what? It's okay by me. I like talking about communing with the other than human and uh, with the natural world, especially plants. And I think this is a really fun episode, so I'm excited to be sharing it with you again. This is a very lightly edited recording of a live class I did in the Numinous Network. And I'm sharing a few of these class recordings uh, on the, this, you know, last month or so on the podcast so that you can get a taste of what it's like inside the network and decide if you maybe want to join us for free week happening this year from September 17th to 23rd. I'll have details about that at the end of the show. When I taught this class on communing with plants live, there was no background music to the trance worker exercises, but I've added it here so you don't have dead air and wonder if your AirPods ran out of battery or if your phone died or something. And I also edited out the journaling breaks, which you'll be able to identify by the jump cut music. But otherwise, this is pretty much what it's like uh, when we have an enrichment call every month At the start of the month, there's a 90-minute enrichment call, which is part lecture, part experiential exercises in some form of intuition development. When I hosted this video call, I was surrounded by flowers that I just brought in from my garden. And it's kind of, it looks like when you watch the video, if you join us in the network, it looked like the Muppets when the human is like surrounded by Muppets. That's what it felt like uh, for me anyway. So You'll have to stick with me through the like show and tell portion of this episode, which is like maybe kind of boring as a podcast, but uh, just think of it as like old time radio, which they used to call the theater of the mind. So theater of the mind coming at you, but just for like one portion and uh, warning for the last portion of this episode, when that hypnotherapy music comes on and it's got like binaural beats and everything, do not operate machinery or drive while listening to the trance work, okay? Got to be responsible for your safety here, friends. So now, my fellow plant lovers, rosarians, fellow gardeners, forest bathers, and biophilic, topophilic lovers of vegetation, I hope you enjoyed this class on connecting on a spiritual level with plants. Let's talk about working with plants. Um, uh, first, I'll introduce you to who I've brought here today. I had said in the introduction to this class that I was just going to bring a rose because I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring a rose. I'm going to use the language of flowers today. So you might be using pine 
And that's fine. I, I think you should go with what's called to you. And you'll just have to overlay in your mind the language that fits. But I'm going to use the anatomical terms of flowers today. And yes, I had said I was going to just use roses, but then I went out into the garden and the lilies were like, you're just using roses? <laughs> they were like, hello. And I was like, yes, okay. You are clearly doing the most right now. So how rude of me <laughs> to, to exclude you. And then this Dahlia was like, didn't even say anything, but was just like, basically saying like, may I present to you color? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, you're gonna be great for the color exercise. I actually don't know the name of this Dahlia because this is one of those situations where I had a cafe au lait and over the years it has reverted to whatever is in the hybrid <laughs> that makes cafe au lait dahlias. That's a thing that can happen, friends. Thank you, climate change. Anyway, so this is, a transformative alchemical friend whose name I don't know. These are just, uh, I shouldn't say basic. Oh my God, it's already offended. I didn't even say it. Madonna lilies, everyone. Um, the gorgeous Madonna lily. And then here are my roses. Um, so this is the Lady of Shalot, who is a bit of a stretch for me in my garden, because as you can see, she has color that is not pink. I, I'm trying to embrace a more just a less controlled, less sort of colonial style of gardening. And I, I know that sounds like <laughs> it's still a rose. Yes, I know. But roses have been around for 35 million years before hominids were even around. So they, they predate uh, humans cultivating them. And over time, we've had this magical alchemical relationship. And I'm trying to embrace the part that has gone for like color and variety and different sizes. I usually go for something bigger. Anyway, this is a David Austin Rose called Lady of Shalott. And I think the heat of her is a nice, um, almost like contrast for the energy that I get from most of my roses. This rose is Abraham Darby. And when I die, I hope to have Abraham Darby planted over my grave. Because I, I said to Ruben today, I was like, you know, I think aside from you, the only men I've ever loved have been roses. <laughs> because I love Abraham Darby so much, like a dear, dear friend or lover. I just love him. Uh, and then this here is Graham Thomas. Graham Thomas, uh, in his human form, <laughs> was the uh, great gardener um, of the Kew Gardens in um, England. And he collected heritage Eng English roses. And David Austin, who is the famous rose breeder, he actually was just a farmer guy in Shropshire, uh, you know, grains and vegetables, but he as a young man loved English, like older roses. And this was in the 60s, 50s, 60s, when hybrid tea roses with the like the classic kind of hallmark rose with like the tall center, reds and things like that were very popular, but he liked this open cup, 100 petaled style. And so he was practicing saving roses and breeding them. And he took them to Graham Thomas, who said, oh, well, if you're breeding roses in this classic English style, welcome to my library of roses that I have been keeping alive here in this one botanical garden in London or outside of London. And so he was a great mentor and um, encourager to David Austin, who now is, um, you know, has influenced uh, the gardening world in 
ways that we'll be living with for probably hundreds of years now. So anyway, these are friends that you can uh, choose to connect with today, as I said, if you don't have a flower in front of you or a photo. <clears throat> so when it comes to connecting with plants, today what we're going to talk about is less herbalism or astro magic or monographs and things like that, and more just genuine communication, unmediated, you and the plant. So sometimes this is called plant spirit communication or plant spirit journeying. And we're going to kind of break down the baby steps to move along to that. And then of course, very often what happens is that then you do want to learn how to ingest, process, work with the medicines physically, um, biologically of the plants. And there'll be some homework exercises, very simple, safe ones that you may want to experiment with. But today we're going to do a lot of trance work. So I'd encourage you to have um, a journal, pencil, pen, that kind of thing. When it comes to working and communicating with plants, I think we tend to overcomplicate things a lot. Um, I think, you know, when we start with plant consciousness itself, people might think, oh, it's so subtle. It's the subtle realms. How will I know? I actually find it, I don't find plant energy very subtle at all. <laughs> it's very pure and very simple. It's not very verbose doesn't always use a lot of words, but it tends to like be straight like an arrow, very clear, very true. And so I think the overcomplication comes when we're trying to map language over top of it. So I'd encourage you to just stay, you know, tapped in because plant spirit energy medicine is about being attuned and observant and giving time and space. Um, it's about being sensitive and connected. And Yes, as you start to map language onto it, you will find, oh, wow, it's it's not, not only is it not subtle, even though it's very direct or straightforward, it's also very vast. <laughs> there can be many, many, many different forms of medicine or many different messages, many different experiences, many different applications of just one plant. And so we're going to experiment with that a little bit today. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is create deeper relationship in that animistic way, where if you believe in the ensoulment of the world, then you recognize that there's communication happening all around us all the time. Plants are speaking to us all the time, but we need to slow down and listen. And how can we even be in relationship with someone if we're not listening? And observation is a form of listening. So... The energy of our observation, um, if anyone's done quest work with me and done winter shield, we've talked about how the quality of our looking at something when we're stuck in winter can have a very harsh kind of quality. Our lens is one of critique, ones of like improvement, that sort of thing. The opposite with plant, we're talking summer's child here. So we're talking about innocent appreciation, innocent presence. So. The, the way to connect with plants is through a lens of love, compassion, patience, gratitude, non-judgment, um, yeah, care and appreciation. That's what we're gonna cultivate. That's when the messages come through the most obviously. So the quality of our looking needs to be um, 
yeah, energetically one of appreciation. If you find you are a person who, when you're diving into deeper intuitive practices, you spend a lot of time in your head going, what if I'm making this all up? Um, just recognize that if you are truly attuned and truly paying attention, then you're just simply noticing. You might be making up the words <laughs> that the plants are trying to use to get to you to try to like understand that. But the energy of appreciation, of love, of compassion, of non-judgment is how you will get the sense. You'll get the gist of what they're trying to relay to you. And keep in mind that when we talk about the quality of love and loving appreciation that we bring to our listening, I think another thing that's kind of happening, the backdrop to our plant communication is capitalist, imperialist, white supremacist patriarchy. And so our notions of love, even if we try to actively resist this, tend to be ones that involve like charismatic gesture. <laughs> it's like, oh, that must be love. It's very, I don't know, cinematic, you know? And if we think about love as needing to be charismatic, that's just capitalism. That's just marketing, I should say. You know, that's just marketing. But love is also just being with. It's breathing with. It's noticing and naming what's happening for another. It's recognizing that we all need the same things to thrive, even plants. We all need to be accepted. We all need generosity. We all need to be celebrated. We all need space sometimes. We all need... Um, belonging and closeness. We all need to know and be known. We all need awareness of ourselves and others, including plants. And so just being with, and some of these exercises we're going to do are forms of love. And that's the energy we we'll want to bring to our uh, plant spirit communication work. So try it as much as possible to be free of evaluation, assessment, judgment, that sort of thing. You can keep all those notes in your journal, but when you're hanging with the plants, just really be present, noticing, naming, and exuding the appreciation. Um, let me make sure I'm getting all the notes here. Okay, the other thing I wanted to say is the more you communicate with plants, the more you will be able to distinguish between their voice and your overlay. So practice is really helpful because at first, of course, you're going to be overly, I think it was this, I think it was that, this is the word I'm going to use. But over time, um, you will notice there's a, there's a different tone. You need fewer words to get the message from a plant. Um, I, I've noticed in the past when I'm like really seeking some kind of healing or information or guidance, I'm like pushing for more when there just simply isn't more. They said what they said. <laughs> like it was like that's it that is the message I told you already stop pushing and that's when it starts to get um more like yeah there's more words it's more verbose and like probably I am overlaying my own projections um so I I find that the communication from plants is often quite simple and clear and comes pretty quick <laughs> so if you're still seeking after a few seconds you probably missed it it was just right there um Sometimes it can be poetic or lyrical or a bit interpretive. And so I'll just put like a question mark, you know, I'll like question mark in my journal, just like, okay, I didn't really understand that, but here's kind of the sense that I got. And um, sometimes the way a plant will speak to me is 
lyrical or musical, which I often find uncomfortable because I'm like not a singer, <laughs> but sometimes it comes through as like a song or, you know, just a little phrase, almost like a mantra that I can like sing to myself. Um, I try to use my voice when working with plants because of course they love carbon dioxide. <laughs> so I try to do a lot of my plant work speaking out loud, even if I'm just mumbling very low <laughs> kind of thing. If I'm like in a public park and I see a tree that I'm like, oh, I love you. I will just say that I will reach out and touch or be like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> because I want for it to receive the gift of my breath. I want for us to breathe together. That's another exercise we'll do today. So that said, um, there's a, a lot of time spent in communication with plants that's just very quiet. But when you get the message, I encourage you to speak it. Or when you are approaching a plant to get in relationship with, if it's very new, speak out loud your love and your appreciation, what you notice. And if you want to practice doing that today, even if it feels really weird, this will be a good time to just like rip the Band-Aid off because you are giving the plant very specifically biologically what it needs and loves with your breath. So it's it's like the perfect gift to, to give. If it's like a hostess gift, you know. So um so I encourage you to speak out loud today. So let's start by just tuning in to our own bodies because that's gonna be our tuning fork today. Um and I think I don't need to demonstrate because you it's very simple. Uh, we're going to do body as a pendulum, um, but I'm going to speak, walk you through doing this. So I encourage you to, to stand up now. Stand up and just take a moment to get into a neutral posture. So where you feel like maybe 60% of your weight is on your heels and 40% is on your uh, toes and go a little off balance with like a little bit of a stretch or rock forward and back. So just intentionally go a little bit off balance right now. And then gradually, gradually come into balance. So you feel your weight is like pretty much 50-50 distributed left and right. And again, slightly more weight on your heels than your toes, 60-40. So you're like fairly neutral. Knee slightly bent. And just take a deep breath and release the diaphragm by letting the exhale be about twice as long as the inhale. Have your chin parallel to the earth so you don't have like too much of a forward head position. You've got a strong back and a soft front. And just say to yourself, ask your body, show me yes. Just let it do whatever it wants to do. You might notice movement or sensation energy moving, get a sense of what a yes feels like. Some people have an image. Once you've got it, go like, thank you, and then shake that off and come back to neutral. <clears throat> come into your neutral position again, and you're just gonna ask your body, show me no. what we're looking for here is some contrast. Some people have something really obvious, like a yes is tipping forward and a no is feeling dizzy, you know. Sometimes a no is just an absence of a yes. So it might just be the absence of any response. 
So there's a range here, but just get a sense. Can you get some contrast here? Good job. And then you can just shake it out. Just thank you. And I love it if you would put in the chat, if you feel like sharing, what was your yes and what was your no? This can help people who are not sure they detected anything. <laughs> so you can go ahead and sit down and relax. And we'll move to the next exercise in a moment. But if you feel like sharing, it can be really helpful for the collective to have ideas of like, well, what was your yes like? Was there a sensation or a movement, emotion of some kind? And what was your no? Yes, thank you for mentioning consent, Katie. That is exactly what we're about here. Yeah, tipping forward for yes, no, side to side. That's great. Yes, was a slight uplift in my eyes and across my forehead. No, was a band across my eyes and a chin tucking way. I see, so perfect. There's good, clear contrast, right? Haley, mine is just like yours. Yes is a lean forward. No is kind of a subtle sense of falling backwards. Ooh, buzzy hands for yes, and the opposite is no. It's great. Yes is a strong push backwards, and no is a gentle push forwards. Mmm, these are so good. In all the different ways. So that exercise, which I just call body as a pendulum, I think it's also in one of the basic exercises available in the Numinous um, School course material. I do that exercise like kind of just to calibrate myself. And it's 99% of the time, it's yes is push, kind of feeling like I want to fall forward and no is feeling like I'm falling backwards. But sometimes, I don't know if it's like, a hormone fluctuation or exhaustion or the environment that I'm in. Sometimes it's different. So I highly recommend that before you kind of like tune into plants, do a simple calibration like that. Like what's a yes for consent and what's a no? <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to work with you today um, before you proceed. And I also recommend um, some grounding and some cleansing. And especially if you're going to um, harvest some plants for ceremonial purposes, I think it's important to slow down and really go through the motions of this kind of thing where you um, recalibrate for consent, recalibrate your yes and no, and then take a bit more time to do some grounding and some cleansing. So we're going to do that now. I'm just going to guide you through a very basic visualization. Um, and so it's probably five to 10 minutes. So make sure you are comfortable in the way you're either seated or lying down. And so for this, you may want to close your eyes or at least just uh, turn your eyes down to um, below the horizon because we're grounding and connecting with earth now. So take a nice deep breath that lifts your chest. And let the exhale go all the way down, all the way down through your body. And imagine that your breath is going all the way down your body to the soles of your feet and that your feet are rooted to the earth and your roots go all the way down through the soil. And you're gonna keep focusing on the exhale now. On the downwards energy, the descent, 
of your roots all the way down through the soil. Even deeper now through the bones of the ancestors. The ancestors of the place where you are and even imagine or think about you could be everywhere on the earth all at once. So all of your ancestors, you're going down, rooting through the soil, through the bones of the ancestors. Your ancestors who knew how to work with plants and soil and water and sun. And your roots go all the way down, touching the underground waters, the aquifers. They're cleansed. They go all the way down through the waters, reaching all the way down to the fiery molten core of the earth, tapping into the spirit of the elements, using the air of your breath to release any stuckness, exhaling any density, malevolence or burdensome energies, and just releasing them to be composted or cleansed or even burned by the earth. And then focusing on your inhale, drawing up the elemental goodness from the fiery molten core of vitality in the heart of the earth, or the hearth of the earth. Drawing up the soothing and mineral rich underground waters each inhale, you are drawing up the rich wisdom and experience through the bones of the ancestors. Drawing up the elemental goodness through the life-giving humus soil of the earth. Let it be planted in you. Let it be distributed throughout your body, this energy, and feel this revitalizing energy traveling through you, like you're just another layer on the earth, another layer of this ecosystem. And so you feel this energy of vitality coming up through you and connecting with the atmosphere through your breath and your perspiration and your movement your ideas, this energy comes up through the atmosphere, reaching to the clouds and the sun and the cosmos beyond. And then just pretend or think about you are a plant. What that feel like? Feel your energy reaching up as though you're heliotropic. You're a plant extending yourself upwards from the soil to the heavens. Even if you're a low growing plant like a moth, a moss or a lichen, 
just imagine you can sense this heavenward orientation, this connection between earth and sky. And if you haven't already, just sort of naturally, I invite you to turn your palms face up. And you can be resting your hands in your lap with relaxed arms if you like, or if you like, just like a plant or a flower, you could lift your arms upwards as though you're reaching for the sun. You can have movement, plants move. Ever watch those, you know, motion films of plants moving following the sun and just receive the blessings of that solar and celestial energy imagine you can absorb them through your skin into your own fiery core let the blessings of the cosmos through the sun Travel through your layers of mineral-rich waters in your body. Let them land in you and let them rest. Take a few cleansing breaths. And when you're ready, you're going to open your eyes and I encourage you to bridge that experience. Stay in light trance, but look at something that's grounding. It could be your flower. It could be the screen where my flowers are. It could be out the window. Just be curious what calls to you now from the plant, the plant realm. What do you notice in your room or out the window that seems to resonate with the experience you just had? And now while you're here, we're going to move right into the next exercise of plant communication, which is attuning to appreciation. So just with this relaxed kind of daydreamy energy, I'd invite you to look at things in the room or out the window. They don't have to be plants. It could be literally anything. And I'd like you to find like 10 things that you really appreciate. And so when I do exercises like this and I'm in light trance, I often um, count <laughs> using my fingers. <laughs> so when I find something, I go like this, you know, just so I'm not too much in my head. I'll use my hand for counting but truly 10 things that you really appreciate. And you're gonna go fairly slowly. Now give each one half a minute. Maybe you wanna write them down, but more importantly, you wanna be in the energy of appreciation and notice the physical signals. What does your body do? What do you notice as you linger in appreciation? Find 10 things.
And it's really important to notice how appreciation wants to come through. It could be very simple for me. It's often just like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Sometimes it's just your face. Maybe you'll tear up even. Notice if beauty has sort of got caught in your throat. If it's taken your breath away, keep breathing and being appreciate being appreciative for for gasping at something so beautiful or lovely. It may not be beautiful. It may be very utilitarian. But as long as you're in the energy of appreciation of it. Cueing yourself up for plant communication. Notice your face, your orienting muscles, your shoulders. Is there any part of you that can sort of give way, give, give in to even more appreciation? Maybe gratitude feels slightly different and comes more easily to you. Or it's just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What are you noticing with the lower part of your body now? Is it still there? If not, can you recruit it into this experience? Maybe that's waking your, them up a little bit more. Maybe that's changing position so that your legs can be more comfortably relaxed and part of this current of loving appreciation and gratitude. Check for appreciation through the soles of your feet, through your toes. Is there anything on a lower level you haven't noticed that maybe you'd like to connect with? Offer your gratitude and appreciation. your back body is there anything behind you or anything that you sense it might even be further out you might think oh it's not in the room but it's you know across the street kind of behind me and you could visualize in other words can you include awareness even to the parts you can't see in your body recruit them into feelings of appreciation gratitude.
For the last few moments here, just check, is there any part of your body that hasn't been enfolded into love and appreciation? It could be because you feel pain, it could be because it's not a place you want to go, in which case you just acknowledge that. But if it's just an oversight, <laughs> take a moment now to see if you can either distribute a bit of love and appreciation there or just bring awareness to that, invite it in. as much as possible now, breathing and being love, appreciation, and gratitude. We're going to turn our attention now to the flower. And so you have your plant friend there, and we're going to stay in kind of a very um, whole, like large, um, encompassing experience. We're not going to get real detailed here. Just take a moment to be in the energy of the flower and just breathe in shared rhythm. Imagine that you are breathing in oxygen that they have delivered to you. Perhaps there's aroma you want to go in, really breathe it in. And as you exhale, you are offering the same in reciprocity, carbon dioxide, the breath of life for them. Sharing the breath of love, appreciation, life together. Just be in the sweetness for a moment. Shared rhythm, wordless. And now just one gesture beyond breathing together, speak love, appreciation, words of sweetness. will do the next exercise, which is to bring your attention to color. And so for this, of course, as always, you can touch the plant, you can move it around, but start with the base. So starting at the stem, you're just going to notice all the different colors and tones just in the stem. very closely at variation and gradation. Perhaps there's pattern. And then from the stem to the underside of the flower, 
how many different tones of one color do you notice? The depth and the light. Of course, there'll be different shapes, but just for now, focusing on color. And even including the way the light lands. How light and shadow alter your perception of the most prominent color, just giving it several more tones and hues. And even note any pollen. Perhaps there's a stamen or there might be dust on the plant. Look at the surfaces. Look at any tears or rips or wounds or scars. It's almost like you're just counting all the different colors you can see. If you were to count or even just estimate quite briefly how many colors you can see on the plant, I would love for you to put in the chat. Like, you know, what is the plant you're working with and what are all the colors? Either the number of colors, tones, and or maybe name them. You could describe for yourself. Just on one flower. I mean, just on this dahlia, there has to be two dozen different tones and colors. It's really enchanting and delightful. What are you noticing now with sensation in your body? What sensations do the colors provoke? Like, what do you notice now? Like, I notice actually quite a lot of sympathetic activation. <laughs> like, it's like, Discovery, wonder, curiosity is, has a very upward motion. I'm noticing more energy in my mid-back. What clues does that give you about kind of the varied and complex nature of this plant's medicine? What clues do the color, does the color give you? Just notice the spectrum of experience. <laughs> You're glimpsing just through the color from the stem to the tips of the petals. I'm going to take just a pause for a few moments here. People can journal or have a bio break or reset. In a few moments, we're going to go deeper into a lengthier plant spirit journey. When I say plant spirit journeyers, I just mean in trance work, but also that made me think I didn't mention um, entheogens and uh, plant spirit medicine. So ingesting plants, you know, um, I guess commonly people would think of ayahuasca or cannabis or um, mushrooms, those kinds of things. Um, but I firmly believe that if you are somebody who is in recovery or if there's been ancestral problems or uh, with um, addiction or things like that, you, you absolutely don't need to ingest 
a plant to be able to experience the benefit of their medicine. So this is exactly what we're going to do right now is what you would be doing um, without having to ingest. And I would, uh, I just uh, guess I would be remiss if I didn't say never ingest anything that you don't absolutely know is edible. <laughs> As they say about mushrooms, every mushroom is edible once. So, but you don't know if you're going to come out of it. So never anything that you aren't absolutely sure. Okay, so let's drop in for a plant uh, spirit journey. And so again, you'll have your eyes closed, but you may want to be holding your plant or just have it nearby so that you can look to it at any time. Just get yourself into a comfortable position. And take a nice deep breath again, a settling breath, and kind of reconnecting with your roots and your shoots, the parts of you that are open to communication and receiving messages. It could be through your heart or the top of your head, your crown, or your skin, or your hands, or through your toes be anywhere in your body, but just attune and orient to the parts of you that are on high receive now. We're going to deepen with a three, two, one. So say in your mind and see in your mind the number three, three times, while number three takes you to a deeper more relaxed state of physical being. Feeling that drop down into deeper relaxation, release of tightness or tension, just falling away, dissolving as you melt into the experience. And then see and say in your mind the number two, three times. And here you activate your imagination, actively setting the intention to journey to some place in the other world, a magical place where you can connect with all of your allies in the spirit realm. Number two, taking you to that deeper state of mental relaxation. You might see or you may just sense yourself arriving at a threshold. Many plants reside in the underworld, though not all. before we cross this threshold, we're going to go a little deeper and call in a competent protector. Someone familiar that we can work with, who has a certain facility and ease in working with the plant allies. So see and say in your mind the number one, three times. Number one, taking you even deeper drawing in a competent protector 
be with you here at the threshold to the underworld. Just connect with your competent protector a little bit more here. You want to know that we've got easy communication here. If you have questions that you don't understand the communication from your plant ally, perhaps your competent protector can help interpret. So they are your guide in the underworld. Ask them now to take you to the place where your chosen plant ally lives. You can move through time and space through any dimension necessary, exactly to the place where your chosen plant ally lives. Every step you take covers a vast distance and in no time you are there and you are there now. Notice how your plant ally lives. What is their home like in the spirit realm? What is the soil like? The temperature of the air. The quality of light. the energy? How is the reception here? Keep connected with your own heart, beaming out that innocent perception, that love and appreciation before you move to any questions perhaps express to your plant spirit ally how you're feeling as you arrive. If there's any confusion or you have any concerns, go to your competent protector. Speak what you want, ask for what you need. the energy this plant ally would like to share with you the message or the medicine just for you
you take in just a little bit more of their gifts. Perhaps use your breath to be in reciprocity with them. Breathing in the gift, breathing out, perhaps even speaking your thanks. practice reciprocity. Ask your plant ally what they would like. Of course, plants are generous. And so at first they may say something like, I want you to relax or I want you to take care of yourself. But just stay with the question. Ask them what they'd like. Maybe they want to be tended a certain way. Maybe they want you to draw them or gift them to someone or move them into a different location. Stay with this question of what you can do for them or offer them until you get an answer that's truly something they want just for them. And then let's do a run through. Present it to them or do it for them in your imagination. So visualize the scene or sense the feelings they might have. Practice the words you might say as you present that gift to them now. What do you notice about being in active reciprocity and mutuality with your plant ally? Of course, this is just practice. This is just an attempt to connect later on in your waking life when you have the gift you'll make sure to come back and present it to them but for now just spend a few more breaths in this space offering and sharing in mutual love and appreciation and gratitude Thank your plant ally and you'll leave this space traveling with your competent protector back across the threshold the same way from which you came. Find yourself coming all the way back to your starting place, thanking your competent protector for being your guide and your helpmate today. 
Number one, everything you've experienced has gone into your conscious and your subconscious mind. Your mind is going to work to integrate this information, making it easier and easier to follow. And over the next hours and days and weeks, you'll find an interesting thing happens. You don't need to effort. You find yourself being called and beckoned and receiving salutations from plants all over the place and with ease and grace it all falls into place. Number two, when you sleep tonight you'll sleep a nice deep relaxing and restorative sleep and when you wake up in the morning no matter how much time has passed it'll feel like the perfect amount of rest. You'll wake up in the morning feeling refreshed, restored, revitalized, rejuvenated and ready to face the day. Number three, anything you have to do after this, especially if you need to drive or you need to have important conversations, you're gonna be able to do so feeling grounded, solid and stable, clear-headed. Number four, you're just coming back, all the way back into the room, into your body, wiggling your fingers and your toes, starting to have a stretch. When you're ready, number five, open your eyes, wide awake, feeling great and better than before. Nice work. The show notes for this episode are so comprehensive, my friends. You'll find them at numinouspodcast.com or in your podcast player. And as I said, this is pretty much what it's like in our enrichment classes. Um, That one actually didn't have any questions from the participants. I think most people were there just absorbing the contact nutrition of hanging out with plant energies. And if you would like to hang out with kindred spirits, check us out during free week happening September 17th to 23rd. There's about 18 live classes you can sample that week, plus about a dozen on-demand online courses. For my listener shout out today, I want to thank everyone who's left a review of my book, The Spirited Kitchen, regardless of where you've left it, whether it's on Amazon, Goodreads, Thriftbooks, Indigo. I appreciate all of them. They often make me very teary. Specifically this week, I'd like to read an excerpt from Karen, who left a very thoughtful and detailed review on Goodreads. Karen writes, Looking for some affordable and accessible ways to find meaning in the face of the crumbling post-industrial world? Okay, (laughs) we're we're getting right to the point here. That, That literally is why I wrote the book, but I don't lead with that. But anyway, I'm glad that it came through um, and in a good way. Karen's receptive too. Um, Carmen seems to alchemize many survival skills in this book. Community building and self-soothing through what feels like a branch of pleasure activism. It's a high compliment. Take that. Contemplative grieving, ancestral work, buying, foraging local, reintroducing pre-industrial crafts like basket weaving and handmade toys, and bringing intentionality and reciprocity to one's relationship with humans and beyond humans. Okay, Karen totally gets it. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. There was more, but I, I'm, I don't want to read the whole thing because I don't want you to feel like you have to be as good as Karen. <laughs> You don't have to offer as much service as she just did there. Even if you just like leave five stars, leave them anywhere on your podcast player or um, if you're sorry, if you want to review this podcast, you can, but or on Amazon or Goodreads or like Indigo or whatever for the book, five star review that says loved it is enough. It's plenty. And I deeply appreciate it. But thank you, Karen, for really seeing me. I feel really gotten. Thank you. To join us for free week, sign up for my newsletter. 
I'll send you the opening announcement on September 17th. You can sign up for my newsletter and check out the class schedule for the Numinous Network at carmenspaniola.com. C-A-R-M-E-N-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. Until next time, take care.